All right, come on in and grab a seat at the Reality Roundtable. I am Ag. And I'm the big guy. And we are the Reality Rascals. All right, so this week we're going to introduce our second reality show as we continue to roll out more and more reality content. This week we're doing Amazing Race, and we're going to recap episode six. Which is called Driving Head On Into Scooters. The teams that are left are Liam and Yemeni, Malena and Andrea, Steve and Anna, Morgan and Lena, Ashiel and Todd, Robin and Chelsea, Greg and John, Rob and Corey, Joel and Garrett. So quite a few teams left. At the start of this leg, the teams had to vote for the team they wanted to U-turn. Do you like the new twist on this fan favorite? Yes, I do. I like the, I like the mandatory U-turn. Everybody has to vote. And they had the whole board set up like Plinko. Uh, yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was pretty good. I would like to see the old U-turn as well. I want them both being used. I like the old U-turn where it's like first yep. come, first served. I like this idea because everyone has a say. If this is the only version we're going to get, I'd be happy with it. A mixture of both would be good. I also like how we keep seeing little aspects of the original version of the race. For example, this, then the problems they've had with booking their own flights a couple of episodes ago, and a couple of more things that we'll get into this race. Uh, so, so Steve and Anna are in first. They grab their taxi and set off. Their taxi driver uh, drops them off at the wrong spot, and they have to walk a little bit, which eats into their lead. But they still get, I think it was a shoe store or whatever it was. They get there first, so it doesn't really matter. And we actually get a couple of teams jump out and beat the other teams because they run. So I think the bearded team beat the friends team by doing that. Am I right? They jumped out and they kind of yep. raced ahead of them. I think that's a great little wrinkle to the game that just happens organically. Once they get to, to the first stop, they have to use a monocular to find a clue on the building across the street. I like the challenge. I thought it could be tougher by saying, hey, here's a monocular, find their clue, and then they have to search the entire skyline. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? When they said they had to search the windows, it was clear as day. Like You could, you could see it right away. It, was, it stood out. You know, I, was, I thought it would be a little harder to find than that. Yeah, because I would think that you could just look up and see it. If you have pretty decent eyesight, and then you use the monocular to kind yeah. of key and see exactly what it says. Exactly. But I would think you'd be able to see that one of the windows has something on it, the others don't. I don't know. Right. The next thing the teams have to do is maneuver some electric rickshaws around a parking lot and take one to their next clue where Anne and Steve were first find out they were the team that was U-turned. I don't love the idea of U-turning them, but I'm going to let you give your opinion first. Go ahead. Well, first of all, the moving of the, the electric rickshaw, I thought that would be a little harder as well. All they did was move like two. It was very easy. I thought from the aerial view, from the from the, uh, the drone, it looked like there was like thousands of them. They had to move like, you know, like 10. They, all they had to do was push one or two out of the way. That's what I think. That was a little disappointing. I thought it would be a little harder to get through there. I think that as they started to move them, it didn't seem like they got moved back. So there was, right. it was, it was like a path that, that was created that only got bigger as more teams went through. Steve and Anna got, obviously got the most votes, and then the second was Robin and Chelsea. What about, uh, so, so more specifically what I'm asking about is the decision to choose the leaders, Steve and Anna, as opposed to choosing another team. Did you like that strategy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. They, they were clearly, they've won a couple, you know, what, twice? I had no problem with it. Who else were they going to, who else would have been U-turn, really? So my, my opinion is I don't like it because I think that they should have went after Robin and Chelsea, who were second by one vote, I believe. But they are also been at the bottom a lot, or I would have U-turned the two brothers who are, who are at the bottom a lot. I think 
in my opinion, you should vote for who's most likely to go home. That way you're not the person that's going home. It's that old adage, I don't have to beat everyone, I just have to beat you, the, the yeah. Lions chasing us. If I'm U-turning a team, I want them gone. There's too many variables to say, okay, well, I'm going to vote for U-turn this team because I might get first. I think that's a, that's a flawed strategy because you have to beat seven other teams and so many other variables, and in this case, you just have to, there's eight positions you could finish in as long as you're not last. And I think that should be the goal. But but maybe that's um, not the strategy that everyone agrees with. That's fine. That's just my idea. Yeah, I see both ways, but I didn't have a problem with it. In the detour, the teams have to do in bundles. Because Steve and Anna were selected to do the U-turn, they must complete both. In bundles, the teams have to bundle a variety of flowers, just as the locals do, so exactly the same way. And then after packing their rickshaws, they must deliver flowers to two different temples and collect a receipt. Once they return and hang up the receipt with their market vendor, they'll receive their next clue. The second detour is bricks. And bricks teams have to pick up bricks, which seemed impossible, sand and gravel. And then they'll navigate the streets in their rickshaw, which looked really difficult. And they have to drop it off at a building supplies, their building supplies at a construction site. And then they have to return and deliver their receipt to the original supplier to get their next clue. So they have to prove that they did it. Right. Steve and Anna Lee, they quickly get to work bundling flowers. They chose to do that one first. Remember, they had to do both. They have a solid lead, and Greg and John arrive at the detour and are thrilled they weren't U-turned, which I think is kind of crazy. I'm not sure why people think they should be the ones to get U-turned, but I guess, you know, you're just nervous because anyone could be the one that gets U-turned, and it's not you. You're like, okay, it's not me. Whew, sigh of relief. So they get to work collecting bricks, and Steve and Lee are still bundling their flowers, and this is an opportunity to take first place, which everyone kind of discussed, like you said. Steve and, and Anna are at the front a lot of times, and so everyone sees this as an opportunity to have someone else be at the front, uh, but so much has to break right for that to happen. I just don't think that's a great strategy. Goal, and I'm beating a dead horse, but there you go. Joel and Garrett are next to arrive, followed by Andrea and Milena. Steve and Anna have finished delivering the flowers at this point and can move on to their second detour with pl plenty of teams still behind them. And what I want to do here is pause because I know that's kind of boring. I'm just throwing out a lot of information. But what I want to point out here is that the other teams arrive and they see that the father-daughter group, Steve and Anna, have already finished baking the flower baskets. So you could assume that that one is easier than doing right. the break one. Why didn't they try to capitalize on that information and then do no, the other one instead? It didn't make any sense to me. No, same, I had the same thought. Obviously, the brick thing, that looked like the harder one to do, obviously. So, yeah, that was a missed opportunity there. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. So, Steve and Anna, they do everything, but they forget to bring the receipts, which yeah. was really scary for me. It seemed very absent-minded. It, it was a true indication they're rushing and trying to go quickly. I thought for sure they were going to get lost. Um, they didn't, but for the first time, we start to see them panic a little bit. And honestly, we see, I think I touched upon this with last week's, but the, they, we see that Anna is really a, just a very strong competitor. She has a really strong desire to win, and I love that about her. Yeah, so the streets the streets at this point are pure chaos, uh, and we've seen this time and time again in AR when they go to Asia. It's totally different than what you see here in America, obviously. And as a result, the sisters start fighting when they're having a little bit of trouble. They don't deal well with stress. We've seen that time and time again. 
and they feel the pressure of kind of starting from behind. But they've actually done a pretty good job, I think, at this point of to catching up. They're in the middle of the pack. They just don't realize it because there's so many groups and everyone's kind of spread out. But at this point, Liam and Jeremy are in last place, and they seem to have a rickshaw driver that doesn't go very quickly, doesn't really know where she's going. But they did a good job just kind of relaxing and just going with the flow. I was kind of shocked by that. One thing I always wonder, how do these guys not if you're a taxi driver or the rickshaw, how do you not know where you're going? Like you, you like live there. That's your job. Like take people around. And they, half the time, they, they go to the wrong place. Yeah, the best I can think of is that it's just a, uh, a job that lots of people do. And, and because there's so many of them, some are experienced and some are newer. And for whatever reason, they happen to get someone that doesn't really know where they're going. When Steve and Anna forgot the receipt, I wish they could show you how much time elapsed before they realized it and how long it took them to go back. I wish they would just throw that sat, a sat in there on the bottom of their name or something. Yeah, because you're just kind of like left assuming that it took a long time. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. It you're trying to guess and figure out where they are, and, and you yeah. don't really know. And also, I also love when Phil was saying, you know, rush hour 24-7. He's like, and they showed the, again, showed the drone shot. It was like a Big Ben in European vacation. Like, That's drive, what he kept drive. saying while we were watching it. Hey, kids, look, it's Big Ben. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, it was. It really was chaotic. Greg and John are in first place. They get to their clue, and they go to a fabric shop. Joel and Garrett get lost and actually buy water, which is something we haven't seen in many, many years. If you remember, they used to get the per diem. I loved it. I love that they had money, that they we saw them buying water. I wish that they still had the per diem, where they had to use that to get their taxis. If you remember early on, they had to find people that would do things for cheaper so that they didn't run out of money, etc., and that was a little, a little. I don't want to say an homage, but a little Easter egg for those people that have been watching all along. And I, I really liked that aspect and the fact that they brought that back in some degree. Yeah, good point. I forgot about it. Those guys were shot. They, they were, the guys were going to pass out without the water. Uh, at this point, Robin and Chelsea are starting to struggle as well. Greg and John and Rob and Corey have reached the roadblock, so everyone's kind of in it. And this one is who likes to play with blocks. I like this challenge a lot. One team member must print nine peacocks using printed blocks where it's layered with different colors. It was not super exciting to watch, but the way that they did it, where they presented it with lots of them, and the guy went around with the big X, and you could clearly see how many people had and how much progress they were making and who was there and who was leaving. I just thought that for what we're doing and watching and enjoying, it really they did a good job of setting up for us, the viewer. Yeah, it reminded me of our class in, I feel like, fifth grade. And they just kept going on the paper, whether it was right or wrong, and then you could just count them up as you go. So that was good. So Greg and Rob are completing the task, and Greg looks to be a little bit more efficient than some of the other people. Um, currently, in their, they're, they're in the back of the pack are Robin and Chelsea and Liam and Jeremy. They've chosen different detours, so we, the viewer, can't really tell who's currently in last place. But uh, everyone's kind of going through the roadblock and, and stamping and with different degrees of, uh, of ease and or difficulty, however you want to look at it. Greg and John eventually finish the roadblock and head to the pit stop. They arrive in first place, and they get a trip to New Zealand, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, all this traveling, it's a place that we, they don't ever go on this show, so it's a place they haven't seen. It's a new place. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I would take it. All right, so so the uh, with everyone finished with the roadblock, except Liam and Jeremy, they're going to need a miracle. I think it looked pretty clear to us watching it that they're not going to get it. And there was no miracle. Yeah, they, I think they, they took a long time. And sometimes you can just tell, and this is one of those episodes. So they finish in last place. They've been eliminated because, remember, this season has no non-elimination races. So first place, just to recap, was Greg and John. Second was Rob and Corey, who are steady 
you know, kind of like slow and steady, but they're doing great. Joel and Garrett, who uh, came kind of from the bottom of the pack to, to, to get to the top, I don't think they necessarily have what it takes to win, but we see time and time again that if you can hang around and just get to the finale, anything can happen. And then in last place was Liam and Jeremy, who got eliminated, and close to them was uh, Robin and Chelsea. I thought that, you know, I, do you have anything to say about them before I get on to, uh, to one other team? Disappointed those guys. You know, a couple young guys, you think they do pretty well. They got outbeat by some teams that they probably should be ahead of, in my opinion. But, you know, especially like Morgan and Lena, they're always fighting. Robin and Chelsea, you know, they're not well liked. And then Mulaney and Andrea, you know, they're kind of a little older. I mean, these guys were two young brothers. Once they got lost twice, you knew that you knew it was over. Yeah, I was kind of shocked as well because I they didn't seem to do anything major that was like, oh, they stink. They just could never finish things quickly enough to move ahead. And they, it yep. seemed like they were always playing from behind, right from jump. And I was I was surprised. I would have been shocked if you told me before the races started that they would get eliminated this early. But once we saw them, uh, I'm not surprised that they they went home. The other team that I want to talk about is the the Steve and Anna who have been in the front the whole time. They finished in seventh. But I think that what they showed today is that they can overcome almost anything. I did not have a lot of confidence in Steve's ability to complete tasks because we haven't seen him do much. Um, usually it's Anna doing everything, but to this episode he did do the stamping. And for them to overcome the roadblock, I think they are really, really a strong team. And if you didn't believe it before, you have to believe it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'd, they'd, be, they'd be the odds-on favorite right now, followed by, I think, I like Rob and Corey. They seem to be doing pretty well. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. My third, Yeah, my third team would probably be, I guess, Greg and John, maybe. Yeah, anything can happen. We saw that when Jocelyn and Victor got eliminated after coming in first two episodes. Then they had that extended ver- uh, episode that went for two shows worth, and they got eliminated as the third couple. Um, so anything can happen. All right, so why don't you give us uh, a little preview of what we're in for next week, tomorrow's episode. Yeah, so tomorrow the title of it is Like Two Cats Fighting in a Car. Hmm. So this is uh, episode seven. It says uh, relationships are tested as teams take on their first self-drive leg in Germany. Teams rappel down a castle wall and use their taste buds to identify different mustard. Interesting. Yeah, I like I like when they drive themselves. Anything can happen. And it does sound like uh, two cats fighting in a car might be Morgan and Lena fighting. And they're rappelling down the wall. You never know who's going to panic and, uh, and not want to move. If you remember from very early on, I think maybe around uh, 2009-ish, so very early on, there was a, a team that was doing quite well, and they couldn't go down a large water slide. And oh, it yeah. And really them from, from doing well. I don't remember who that was now at this point. but So I like when they have things that, that create uh, unpredictability, unpredictability. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for this week. Best luck to all the competitors, and I hope everyone enjoys it. I'm um, the big guy. I am X. And, we and we're see. out of here.